We are going to talk about literature this morning. I mean, you know the saying, there's no such thing as a news story, right? There's so much truth to that. I mean, how many times has a Shakespeare play, for instance, been remade or modernized or updated, told differently, perhaps? Most of the time, we don't even realize if some movie or TV show that we are watching or some book that we're reading has its inspiration in a story rooted in the past. But going back even further than something like Shakespeare, Scandinavian gods and heroes, old Norse mythology has had a huge impact on our culture today. And I'm going way beyond the Marvel movies here, right? Dr. Carolyn Larrington is a professor of medieval European literature at the University of Oxford and is going to chat with us more about this. Good morning and thank you so much for joining us. It's great to be here. Do we not realize how much of an influence Old Norse mythology has? Well, uh, people are always saying to me, why is Old Norse myth having such a moment at the moment? But it's really been in the popular imagination for going on for 300 years. But it really became big in the 19th century, I think, with uh, Richard Wagner's The Ring of the Nibelungen, which really made popular the idea of Valkyries, the idea of the the world tree, the end of the world, go to Demerung or Ragnarok, and the figure of Wotan or Odin, the the king of the gods and the seeker after wisdom. Right. When you start saying Odin and Ragnarok, I think most people think of the Marvel movies, don't they? Everybody does think of the Marvel movies now. And of course, that's they are picking up on a storyline that started in the comics back in the 1960s. So that probably does begin the the real modern interest in the old Norse myths and legends. But as well as the Marvel movies, you've had all kinds of quite serious novels, but also uh, young adult novels, retellings of the stories for children. And maybe the one that people will know best, apart from the, the Marvel movies, is Neil Gaiman's American Gods, which was really influential, I think, in kicking off the idea that the Norse gods are alive and well in people's imaginations. In what way? How has it been influential? Well, it suggested, I think, it had a huge readership, uh, both, I think, in in North America and in Europe. And it made people think about what happened to the gods of all the different groups that emigrated to North America. What happens when you stop believing in gods? Do they just go away or are they still there somehow trying to get their power back? And the idea that the Norse gods are kind of plotting, and you can see it very much in the Marvel movies, how can we become on Earth? How can we be sacrificed to and respected in the ways that we were in the old days? Something that gets picked up in quite a lot of, of the gods come try to fit in with modern culture and that can also have some quite comic effects at times. So Dr. Larrington, what is it about these old stories that make them resonate like clearly through time? Is it just that they are just classic tales that can be modernized and updated? Like what is it about them? Well, they are great tales, but I think it's also partly that for people who live in the northern part of the world, they, the Norse gods feel kind of like our gods. They live among the mountains and the forests and they walk by the seashores. And, and these are cold northern places. It's not like 
the Greek and Roman gods hanging around in olive groves and wearing sandals. These are people who feel like they're part of our past. And indeed, of course, for us in Britain, they are part of our past because they're close cousins to the gods that the Anglo-Saxons worshipped. And many Britons today are descended from Anglo-Scandinavian settlers. But it's also got something to do with the fact that the gods are a family. And you have Odin as the father, you have Thor as the son, you have other sons, a sibling rivalry going on, as well as kind of... Um, enduring enmity between the gods and the giants. So you've got a kind of quite um, straightforward good guys and bad guys in some ways. But also, and I think this is maybe what J.R.R. Tolkien thought was so extraordinary about Norse myth, is that the gods are facing Ragnarok. They know the end of the world is coming and they're all going to die. Some of them will come back in a new world, but not the most important ones. And yet they're courageous and determined in the face of, of knowing that death is inevitable for them. And I think that's kind of unusual. It is kind of unusual. Have all the good stories been told then, if we're always looking in the past for inspiration? I think uh, some of the stories haven't been told so much. Uh, some of them are very popular indeed and keep being retold in different ways. For example, the story when Thor's, giants, uh, Thor's hammer is stolen by the giants and the only way to get it back is for somebody, and it has to be Thor in the end, to dress up as a woman and go to giant land to marry the giant who stole the hammer. And it's the only way you can get the hammer back. And that's the story of Thor cross-dressing that modern retellers really love to tell, but it's not one the Marvel Universe has really quite got to grips with yet. I think the joke there was, which Marvel movie was that? I was like, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> but it sounds like <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of material here still to mine. And if we learn about old Norse mythology, I have a feeling we'll find lots of familiar themes there, won't we? That's certainly the case. And um, I've written about this in my new book, The Old Norse Myths That Shake the Way We Think, which came out this year. And it really does unpack all kinds of approaches to things like Valkyries, like Valhalla as an idea about um, the world tree as a kind of way of imagining the universe, as well as myths about Vikings and Ragnar Lothbrok, the hero of the Vikings History Channel series and lots of other stories that are kind of familiar to us but it unpacks the the tales that lies behind them right classic stories uh, dr larrington thank you so much for your time it's a great pleasure yeah fascinating dr carolyn larrington is a professor of medieval european literature at the university of oxford uh, and you know what you probably don't even realize that a lot of the stories that you watch all those marvel movies that your kids love or that you love actually have their inspiration in old Norse tales. And we never realize that, right? We watch something, we think it's new. No, it is not new. It's got some classic, classic undertones there.